0: Hello again. Welcome back to That's So Second Millennium, Episode Thirty Four, where we continue our interview with Stephen Barr of the University of Delaware, the head of the Society of Catholic Scientists. So, if you were a question I wanted to ask, if you wanted to give someone advice, if we if we were if we were talking with a group of high school or college students who were really excited about the things we were talking about and were interested in really dealing with foundational issues. You know, what could they do? Where, where could they direct their academic career in a way that would, you know, help bridge this gap, this perceived gap and sort of show, you know, do, do what they can to show the world that it um, really it, you have to have. I mean, you're better off with the idea of God and order and reality hand in hand rather than trying to divorce them via the materialist, you know, exit.
1: Well, it depends on what their where their talents and interests lie. I would say, you know, go into the field that you love and that you have mm-hmm. some aptitude for. Yeah. Um, if you you're scientifically a, a inclined, enthusiasm for example. <laughs> if if you're if you're scientifically inclined, mathematically inclined, so on, uh, then don't hesitate to go into science. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. that you're going to just be moving into a world of uh, in which you'll be surrounded by atheists and you're going to uh lose your faith uh you'll find plenty of 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 other religious people especially if you connect up with the society of catholic Scientists, which you can do if you're an undergraduate uh science major or math major computer science major. So you can become a student member um, so uh if you're philosophically inclined or theologically inclined go into those fields but um don't be discouraged uh, uh the future, I think, is with, uh, with us. I'm very optimistic. We have the arguments, we have the historical facts, uh, and, and the science really supports. Uh, does not really. Nothing science has discovered uh, uh, tells against traditional Catholic belief. I would say quite the contrary. Uh, and so, don't don't be afraid to go into science. Uh, if if, you, if God gave you that particular talent, then then use it. <laughs>
0: Are there any particular questions you think they might uh, profitably start reading about or or thinking about?
2: Well,
1: um, they should think. Uh, one is what? Why is there order in the nat- in nature? Uh, you know, if you go back to the church fathers, that was the question all of them asked. Uh, said was the main question as far uh, that, that God is the answer to you know, The orderliness of the world. Um, be, they should be aware of how orderly the world is and how beautiful its laws are. Um, don't just go in as a technician uh, thinking that you, you, like you're going to learn how to solve practical problems and that's it. Keep your eyes open to the beauty of the laws of nature, how remarkable nature is. uh, uh um, don't just focus on of course you have to focus on the technicalities but don't get lost in the technicalities so much that you forget how mm-hmm. remarkable this universe is don't lose your yeah. don't lose your sense of wonder
0: yeah yeah and don't necessarily just shut up and compute
1: right don't just shut up and
2: compute. Uh,
1: all right Our, wonder is the root of both science and faith
2: that's yeah. well said yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a, a lot of uh, concern today that a lot of people are simply uh, going through life with a knowledge of science that hasn't been updated since their high school chemistry class, and I'd say that there's probably now a lot of concern also that a lot of uh, folks are going through life with a knowledge of their faith that probably hasn't been updated since their confirmation class. Read the catechism. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? I, yes. So uh, yeah. that that seems like a deadly combination,
1: right? I, I would suggest, you know, I, at the risk of being uh, self-aggrandizing or immodest, there's a book I wrote for that I wrote to with myself as a young person in mind. You know, this is what a book I want would have liked to have read when I was a teenager or a college mm-hmm. student. So, modern physics and the ancient faith. And I would recommend that for either the scientific layperson who wants to sort of know what does modern science really tell us about the world and what does it mean theologically, or for the scientifically trained or scientifically oriented person who wants to know a little bit more about how the faith, the Catholic faith, looks at the world and how that fits together with, with what science tells us. So it's called Modern Physics and Ancient Faith. Um, yeah, that, so, is, that is a good book, yeah. So, but there are many other books. You know, there are books, as you mentioned, Guy Consolmagno with the Vatican Observatory has written some nice books. Uh, there are other books by Catholic scientists that uh, I would recommend as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And beyond beyond uh, the uh, uh, presence of of books, is there something that either academe can do or our culture can do to tackle that basic ongoing challenge of updating our layman's knowledge of science and updating well, our layman's knowledge of religion
1: uh, I hope well things are in the in in the works that is um, there has been a book for example as far as um, updating people's understanding of, of theology and its relation to science science uh, there's there's a textbook that was has been written um, by a fellow a friend of mine named Christopher Baglow oh yes and, oh, no, and it's no. meant as a high school textbook on science and faith. Now it's being revised. So what's out there now is the first edition. It'll be, it's being greatly revised, but I recommend even the first edition. It was wonderful. Uh, I think the bishops are slowly realizing that there has to be more catechesis on this subject. And uh, uh, the bishops have been in contact with the Society of Catholic Scientists, and I think they want to work with us. Uh, So I think there's a greater awareness in the church um, of the need to Update people's uh, knowledge of, of of the relevant theology, so they know how to deal with uh, these science faith questions. And uh, it's going to take time. And the Society of Catholic Scientists is going to do its part. We, we, we plan to have uh, workshops and seminars where we de- de- uh, aimed at undergraduates and graduate students, where we try to um, you know teach them uh, update their knowledge to the extent that's necessary. So many people are working at this now. Uh, I think the Catholic Church is beginning to wake up to the danger, and and things are are beginning to move.
2: That's great. Yeah, Yeah, one of the stereotypes in the popular culture is that um, religion really is just uh, uh, the same old stuff. Uh, uh, It's it's medieval and ancient, and it hasn't been... uh, changing and addressing current times meanwhile science uh in the media for instance is sometimes glorified as uh you know every day there's something new and exciting in the headlines at least in terms of promises of a fountain of youth or uh you know ai etc so it's almost like an uneven battlefield right from the start well right i mean it's true science
1: is making amazing strides theoretically and as far as practical applications we're learning we know vastly more about how the world works than we did say 100 years ago even uh-huh. um, on the other hand there are certain very basic questions where discovery which are sort of not well, they're not going to change neither the question nor the answer is going to change based on the details of what science discovers for example yeah. Uh, Why is the world orderly? That is the fundamental question. Where does the world's order come from? Uh, Science can show us that order in ever more more vividly and impressively. But as to why there is order, that's not a question science answers. Science simply explores the order. It doesn't tell you why there's order. Why is there a universe at all? Why does anything exist? Why not just blank non-existence? That's, again, uh, even Hawking, in, when he was thinking more clearly about this 20 or 30 years ago,
2: uh-huh.
1: recognized that science only describes the world. It doesn't explain why there is a world to describe. Right. Uh-huh. And so these fundamental, you might say, metaphysical questions are always there. They're the same questions that were there 2,000 years ago, and they will be with us 2,000 years hence so yeah. uh, people shouldn't, religion shouldn't be, th- these basic questions are, are what religion deals with. Uh, also questions of what our eternal destiny is, you know, what is right, what is wrong, our relationship to God. Um, these things don't depend on the latest discoveries in particle physics or biology, um,
0: no. these bedrock questions.
2: Yes. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Or, or what the meaning of our lives is.
1: Or what the meaning, or do we have free will? Yeah. Um, a, a very basic question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If we don't have free will, then we're neither morally free nor intellectually free. And if we're not intellectually free, then science is kind of impossible. I mean, if, if we're not free to decide whether something is right or wrong based on truth rather than based on the chemistry going on in our brains, right? and then we can't, if we're not intellectually free, then we, we can't really have access to truth or yeah. goodness or beauty or anything else. We're just machines. So that's a very basic question. That's not going to go away. And uh, I don't think people, Catholics should not live in fear no. that some discovery of science is going to upset the apple cart. I, I see this all the time. I yeah. get these worried questions. What's the God particle? Well, the God particle is just a particle. It was a name given to it basically by journalists. There's right. not some lurking around the corner, some discovery that's going to, you know, prove that we don't have free will, or prove that there's right. no God, or you know, or prove that that uh, all, you know, overturn everything we believe as Catholics. That's not going to happen. And in fact, uh, the thesis of my book, Modern Physics and Ancient Faith, is very much that modern discoveries in science strengthen
0: uh reasons for believing uh what we do as catholics yeah yeah it's, it's fascinating how much space all of the strange and the strange things that we discovered in the 20th century about how the universe works actually nearly all made much more room for spirit and you know the the tenets of religion than the the 19th century mindset had right i mean one example out of many is that
1: uh the 19th century physics, the physics that you had from Isaac Newton back uh, uh, 300 years ago until about 100 years ago, uh, left no room for free will because it said everything in the universe was just yeah. mo- active in a very rigid mechanical way. Everything, the universe had no flexibility in it. Uh, the laws of physics uniquely determined everything that was going to happen, including right. what we do and what yeah. we think and what we say. in 20th century physics completely overthrew that. So that kind yeah. of what's called physical determinism went out the window. And so one of the most powerful arguments against free will coming from science was just blown out of the water in, in the 20th century. So there's an example of, uh, well, getting back to Lemaitre and the Big Bang theory, someone alive in, uh, uh, 100 years ago, most scientists of that time thought the universe had no beginning. Yeah. And he saw the whole idea that the universe had a beginning, was a product or a relic of religious mythology. Right. Uh, they thought the universe had always existed. Uh, right. And so it came as a tremendous shock to scientists uh, when the Big Bang Theory came along, and in the 1960s, when the evidence began to show that it was correct. So Father Lumet's Big Bang Theory, which began to be vindicated around the time he died. He died in 1966. It began to be vindicated. That that was a huge um, uh, reversal uh, of what people had thought previously. And and so the first words of the Bible, "In the beginning," yeah, uh, in some sense, are vindicated <laughs> yeah. by the, the latest discoveries of
0: science. There is there is now all all the space you need for that to be exactly how it was. Yes, there was a beginning.
1: There was a beginning. Yeah. or at least all the evidence at the moment points that way. Yeah. Now, yeah.
2: Oh. Uh, today it seems as though uh, we're suffering from uh, kind of uh, free will on steroids. Uh, in, in in that uh, <laughs> while we uh, while we use uh, reality as our firm anchor in terms of uh, you know we're only going to uh, believe what we see materially. At the same time, there are strong tendencies to uh, feel that, uh, the individual can shape his or her own reality. And, um, you know, it's my reality and, uh, who cares if, if you share it, it, um, that, that would seem to be kind of, uh, poisonous to a, even a scientific mind frame.
1: Right. I mean, uh, it's funny. Well, you know, uh, people aren't consistent. On the one hand, you know, everyone talks about freedom nowadays. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, my, I have a right to do this. I have a right to do that. Don't interfere with my freedom. Yeah. But at the same time, the, the 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 atheists are telling us, and they're often the same people, yeah. we really aren't free. Um, yeah. But you know, the idea that we don't really have freedom is I, I i some people say that the that the devil's greatest uh, achievement is to convince people he doesn't exist i think the the, mo- the devil's greatest achievement is to convince people that they don't have freedom that they're not responsible for what they do mm. and this go and it comes in many forms in ancient times there was a fatalism that's all governed by the stars you know it's all governed by fate uh then it, it comes in in Uh, the form of psychological ideas. We're just governed by our subconscious impulses. The subconscious governs everything. We don't really, and there are many, many forms. Marxism, you know, has its own form. that Everything's governed by these, these historical forces. So I think all of these noxious ideologies have one thing in common, that they deny our freedom and responsibility. And the new atheists, that's one of their appeals if we're all just a bunch of atoms, uh, and, and everything we do is governed by the laws that govern how the atoms in our brain move, then we're ultimately not responsible for how we live our lives, and we might as well just give in to our impulses, you know, our urges, right. our right. appetites, because after all, uh, you know, we're, we're just physical systems. Um, and yeah, we yeah. should just do what comes naturally uh, because yeah, we don't yeah. do what comes naturally anyway because we're not yeah. free. And I think this is this is uh, the really the great pernicious idea of our time and really of all times. So now it's, it comes in scientific forms, yes.
0: right? And we right. have to fight against that. It's being drawn up and used as a cloak for that. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's yeah. ultimately a cloak for. Gratifying <laughs> the worst, the worst that is in us, or at least not feeling that we have to answer for it. You know, uh, we—it's right. a way of rationalizing our, right. our failures yeah. or our, our, defe- our, our faults,
0: yeah. and and ultimately cutting us off from God. You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I have one last uh, kind of summation uh, question, if I may. Uh. So, uh, and I I think I know the answer based on what I know of the uh, the Society of Catholic Scientists. So, would you say that there is some sense in which faith makes one a better scientist and that science and scientific mindsets makes one either more religious or more uh, insightful in a a faith-filled way? Well...
1: On the one level, being religious doesn't necessarily make you a better scientist. Uh, it'll uh, except it might motivate you to be a more responsible person, maybe to be more honest in your work. You know, mm-hmm. not fudge or cheat in your uh, experiments. Or, your, uh, but no, but scientific science is uh, uh, scientific research largely depends on certain kinds of technical skills, mm-hmm. and um, and there are people with a vast technical skill and brilliance and originality who are not religious who contribute mightily to, to science. So, you know, it's like, you don't have to be a good Catholic to be a great baseball player or a great chess player or a great physicist. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the other way, um, I think if you are a scientist, it can strengthen you in your atheism or it can strengthen you in your belief. Um, if you are a scientist and you are open to, uh, the, the beauty and and uh, of nature, um, it it can help you have a more profound appreciation of this uh, universe, which is God's handiwork, God's uh, masterwork. Uh, so you you could, if you have the eyes to see, you know, as as Christ said, he who has ears to hear, you know, mm. if you have the ears to hear or the eyes to see, what the natural world is telling you. Then, then it can make you, It can strengthen you in your belief. But if you're blind to certain things, it's not going to necessarily open your eyes. Um, no. There are people who do great science until the day they die. They are, they are, not, they're, 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 sort of philosophically or, or metaphysically blind, and they, and, uh, they see the beauty of God's work, but somehow cannot. They don't find God. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's strange, but true. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Well, any last thoughts for Dr. Barr?
1: Well, I'd just like to encourage people to join the Society of Catholic Scientists. Uh, There's strength in numbers, and uh, and I think you will find we're, we're we're building up our website. We're going to have more things on our website for members and non-members. But uh, right. so we we are hoping to uh, spread out in many directions, but. The more members we have, the more the merrier. If you are a scientist uh, or a grad student or an undergrad science major, and that includes math and computer science, mm. please consider joining. Just go to our website. If you just Google scientists and Catholic, you'll mm. find us. And uh, it only takes a few minutes to apply to join.
2: Mm-hmm. That's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well... Well, we're really grateful to have you on the podcast. It was a great conversation.
1: And I'm glad to have been asked to be on it.
2: Yeah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Barr. And uh, we'll be uh, rooting for your success. And we're grateful that you played such a role in uh, founding uh, an organization with such promise.
1: uh, Let's pray for success.
2: Amen.